Welcome to the James Mellon Podcast. I am Dr. James Mellon, and I am here to help you live your greatest life ever by living life to the fullest. What you're about to hear is one of my Sunday talks from our Celebrations of Love. I hope you enjoy it. So I have a relationship with this song. Um, I directed the play Closer Than Ever many years ago, um, which is what the musical this is from, written by David Shire and Richard Maltby Jr. And I had an instance, uh, an experience with this song. I had cast the the show. It was in um, uh, Dallas, Texas. And I had cast the show with really amazing actors and, and uh, actresses. And the woman that was singing this, I had just directed in a comedy of uh, chapter two. And she was amazing, hysterically funny, and had a beautiful voice. So it just, I just thought, perfect. You're perfect for woman number one. I think it's woman number one singing this song. And she was the right age. And as we were in rehearsal, she didn't seem to connect to the song. Sang it pretty, but it was like I kept, I was just like, dragging it out of her to, to, to make sense out of the, the lyrics. And she said, she says, you know, I just, my life is so happy. I just don't, re- re- I don't resonate with this song. I said, okay. I said, well, then let's just talk about why you don't resonate with the song. And we talked and, you know, I did my directorial thing of asking questions that were a little provocative and questions like, oh, well, you're happy with your marriage. And it was like, yeah. I mean, you know, it's fine. And I was like, okay, but is there not something else you might want? Are you happy with your job? Eh. You know, so it was like, this song was perfect for her. <laughs> and I said, so you get up and you go to work every single day in a job that you don't like, and you come home to a husband that you're only okay with, and you're going to do that for the rest of your life. And I could tell that I was depressing the hell out of her. And, um, and she, she, she started getting a tear in her eye. I said, would you sing the song now? And she went, all right. And she got up on stage and she started singing it. And when she got to, I still remember this, when she got to the end of that last sentence of like, again and again, and then, now she's, she was a soprano, as you are, but she just started belting and like screaming the song. And when she got to the end of it, and there wasn't a, everyone in the room was just like, and she finished, and she stood there. And I said, how did that feel? She said, I think I've just realized something about myself. And she said, I'm not as happy as I think I am. I said, okay, now here's the good news, because I was already a minister. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Otherwise, she should have just called family services. Um, I said, here's the good news. You can be. She said, but I'm going to have to change everything. I said, good, go change everything. You don't have to leave your husband, but maybe give him notice that the two of you need to recourt and start over again and figure out why you came, came together in the first place. And it was just, so this song was really profoundly the center of the entire production, because we were all there when this happened. And she gave the most beautiful performance. She really did. And you, Nadine gave such a great performance of this. She sings it so brilliantly and acts it so brilliantly. When she got off stage this morning, I said to her, I said, is there thing, anything you need to tell me? And she was like, why? I said, is everything good? How's, how's your marriage? And she was like, great, why? <laughs> she, she's like, I'm an actress. Everything's good. I love my husband. I love my family. I love my children. And I was like, okay, because you really made me believe what you were singing just now. 
But that's, that's, the, that's the thing about this song. And so I'm going to try to depress all of you today because I have some questions for you. Um, you know, we're working, as I said, with this book, Radical Acceptance. And so the first, um, the first slide I want you to read is this. Oh, dear. Can you all read that? You know why you can't read that? Why? I chose the wrong background. Have you ever known me to choose the wrong background? You may think so, but that's your problem. I chose this background on purpose. It's a pattern. And very often our patterns are so strong, so vibrant, that they blur everything we try to put in our way. So this was not an accident. This was purposeful. And I have a question to ask you, which is just, are you willing to look at your life and see the patterns that are running your life? This, this month is all about caring, self-care. And one of the most important things that Doug, even, Doug said earlier is that we must care for ourselves by being honest with ourselves and finding out what patterns that I, am I still just doing. And these patterns are in our subconscious, our subjective mind, the seed of memory. And we get caught in this loop of doing the same thing over and over and over and over, saying the same things. I love that first lyric, saying the same things over and over. And what I'm used to saying, I say it the way I'm used to saying it. People say to us, how are you? What's your usual answer? Good, thanks. But maybe you're not. Would it be so wrong to say, actually, I'm having a challenging time, but thanks for asking. Being honest, really finding what's inside of us. So I do want to use this quote. So now let's look at this next slide, which is the same quote with a different pattern. You can read this better, yes? So the pattern behind this one I chose specifically, so you could still see the pattern, because there will be patterns that run our lives. But here's the question. Is the pattern running your life, or are you in charge of the pattern? Are you approving the pattern that's running your life? Or is it just running your life and you're going along with it? So this quote from Tara Brock, perhaps the biggest tragedy of our lives is that freedom is possible, yet we can pass our years trapped in the same old patterns. We may want to love other people without holding back, to feel authentic, to breathe in the beauty around us, to sing, to dance. Yet each day we listen to inner voices that keep our lives small. Now, I'm not saying that that is who you are, but I'm saying we have the capacity to let that happen. And to the degree that you are allowing that to happen, any kind of patterns, any kind of habits, addictions, things that you, you know, people that deal with things like weight or smoking or any of the addictions that we want to be rid, rid of, it's fascinating to know they're there and to actually feel like we can't get past them. Because that is so not true. We can. We would just have to be able to make the exact decision. The, I'm done with this. This is out of my life. Period. That kind of resolve, direction, that's you in charge of the pattern. Will it go away? No. Because you created the pattern. It will always be part of who you are. It will always be there. And that's why addictions, habits, patterns like this sometimes come back. Because somehow we've let them creep back in again. We've given away our resolve, our directive, and we've allowed it to take over. In the song, she has a lyric that says, I leap 
then I lose my nerve again. I do it. I know. It's like, how many of you have tried to stop doing something you don't want to be doing, and then you kind of lose it? Anybody? All of us. You ever been to a New Year's Eve service where you make your resolution, and by March, you're like, what was that resolution? Yeah. That's, I know what it is, and then we kind of lose our nerve. We kind of lose our impetus. We kind of lose our belief in ourselves to do it. Um, Another lyric, and yet I know I am not the same. I feel my mind bursting into flame, blah, 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 and I must change. There is something inside each and every one of us bubbling up, boiling up, saying to us, there is more. There is so much more. And this idea of taking care of myself, when I spent this month and I have spent this month accepting myself radically, accepting all of me, not just the parts I like, and I like a lot of me, but there are parts of me that I would like changed. And I started embracing those things and going, you know what? Why? Let it in. Let's talk about all of it. As soon as I was able to start accepting all of me, all of my warts and bumps and everything, my wrinkled knees, all of it, <laughs> which are less wrinkly for some reason, Botox. Um, could you imagine if I went to the doctor and said, could you give Botox to my knees? They just don't seem to be getting it. I know, and yet I, I've thought about it. That's why I'm saying it. I, <laughs> I literally did. I really wanted to tell my doctor, do people do Botox in their knees? But I was too embarrassed. I was like, he is going to look at me. Because he always talks to me. My, my throat doctor always talks to me about, he, he introduces me as the reverend to everybody. He's always interested in what we're doing here, what we're teaching and all. And I just feel like such a mystic sitting in his chair that probably a mystic wouldn't ask about Botox <laughs> for his wrinkly knees. <sighs> I don't need that. <laughs> yes. And yet I know I am not the same. I feel my mind bursting into flame and I must change. Patterns. Patterns. Do you have what it takes to weed out the patterns that don't work and to engage and expand the patterns that do work? More importantly, do you have the nerve to find out which is which? to decide which is which. And if you have to walk away, walk away. So today my question is, what patterns, behaviors, habits are holding you back? Just give it a moment. What patterns, habits, and and thinking is a pattern. If you have a pattern of thinking, negative things, thinking about yourself in a certain way, maybe just the pattern of thinking that you're old or that you're aging in a way that drops things out of your purview. It's not true. It just isn't true. So what patterns are holding you back? The title of my talk today is this, Caring Enough to Change. We talk about self-care and taking care of ourselves, but sometimes the best way you can take care of yourself is to change. Change something, something that you want to change. To stir it up. Disruption is not your enemy. Disruption is a call to action. However that shows up in your life, whatever that may be, caring enough to change. So there's this quote by Carl Rogers, great philosopher and psychologist. The curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. 
You know why that's true? Because we spend too much time trying to change the past. You're trying to change things about yourself that are in the past. You're looking at yourself from the past. Because in this present moment, everything's possible. I am not the amalgamation of everything that has come before me. That's just my personality. Those of you that had that on the test, that's the answer to that. That's just my personality. But my personality can change in a second. In fact, driving here in the car, I said something, and Kevin, what did you say to me? Kevin said, well, that's not going to happen. And I was like, why? He said, because I know who you are. I said, no, you know who you thought I was. You know who I was before. And in that respect, looking at who I was before, there's no reason for you to expect that I will actually do, and I don't even remember what it was I said I was going to do. What was it? Oh, yeah. I said I wanted to just, yeah, that's personal. So I said, (laughs) but whatever it was, I said, this is what I would like. He went, no, it isn't. That is not what you would like. You've never liked that, and you've never wanted that to happen. And I said, but I do now. Maybe that's who I am now. He goes, no, it's not. (laughs) But here's the thing. Right now, right in this moment, I am infinite possibility, right? Aren't you all infinite possibility right now? None of that matters. I could totally decide I like wrinkly knees. And I'd be happy with that (laughs) because I got them. So all of this does not matter unless you bring it into here. So this whole concept of change, the curious paradox is when I accept myself just as I am. Accept all of this stuff, folks. Everything, all of it. Everything in the past. Even the gnarly, horrible things. And we've all had some horrible things happen to us in our lives. You know, losing my daughter, it's interesting because Nadine was who I called first to come and celebrate because I think she took some voice lessons with you and she thought your voice was the most exquisite voice she'd ever heard. And so I asked Nadine to come and, and help us through this by starting our service for Nora. She sang the opening song she had to learn, brand new song by Faith Rivera, and all the slides of Nora behind her. It was the most beautiful beginning. But that was the day you also told me that you were pregnant. And you weren't sure if you should tell me because of what I was going through, but something in you knew to tell me because it was just this, and there's life. Life. Life and death at the exact same moment in this sanctuary with you. It was spectacular. Um, But even Nora and her death, all of that, radically accepting it. I'm never going to bring her back. I can go back and live through all the different aspects of it, but I need to just accept it all. And I do. But the idea of radically accepting it means I accept it all. Not, I know it happened. No, I accept it. I accept my childhood, I accept my youth, I accept my high school days, I accept that I didn't get to star in the senior musical when I was a senior. I'm still working on that one. Um, (laughs) Accepting everything, everything. That's the problem with change. We're trying to change the wrong things. We're trying to change the past. We're trying to change things about ourselves that no matter how you look at it, it's in the past. Akuna Matata. It's in the past. That's it. Because right here is fully present, as you said. Letting go of patterns that slow us down. Letting go. There's a great quote by Tara Brock. You know how you let go? It's right here. The dark thought, 
the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. How many of you do that? I love this. Co- yes, of course you do, Swan. <laughs> Swan's hammer right up. I love my problems. Bring them in. But when this quote came up in the book, a lot of people commented on this. This idea of not don't hunt them down and wrestle them to the floor. Invite them in. How do you annoy someone who doesn't like you? Be nice to them. <laughs> right? How do you make someone understand what this thing called love is? You must love them. So this whole idea of change, first, accept everything. Invite them in. Invite those things that still bother you. Does anybody here still have things that bother them in their life? <laughs> Joe? <laughs> So we do. We have things that still bother us. Kevin and I were talking about one on the way here that still bother us. And we both even said, you know, I don't think about it much, but when I actually let it come into me, it just takes over and it gets big and ugly. We got to accept those things and be done with them if we want to change. And the change happens right here. So caring means that we are going to create from the new. Henry Van Dyke said this, So long as habit and routine dictate the pattern of living, new dimensions of the soul will not emerge. Caring enough to change. You cannot grow and expand if you are not willing to let go of the patterns that don't work, to let go of the habits that have never worked, whatever they are. And that means you have to be willing to ask the important questions, the real question. Like, this is what I do all the time. Am I happy doing it? Does it really make me happy? Because I can tell you this, we were talking about sabbaticals recently, and um, some of my colleagues were like shocked that I've been a minister for 20 years and I've never taken a sabbatical. And I thought about it. They said, you're supposed to take a sabbatical. Like, every three years, you should at least take four weeks off. And I was like, (laughs) it seems humorous, but... I thought about it and I thought, you know why I haven't needed a sabbatical up to this point? I love this. I absolutely love what I do as a minister. I also love what I do as a director, as a writer, as an actor. And I miss some of that and I am engaging more of that now into my life. Because the pattern of what I do as a minister should not overshadow the other parts of me. That I'm being clear of. So it's really this exercise to ask yourself, who am I and who am I here in this moment, this infinite potential moment? Who am I and what am I willing to invest in really finding out who I am and living all of it, all of it, all of it? Last yesterday, these students that sat in that room for eight hours, eight and a half hours taking a test, I had a great talk with Rick Tamlin when it was all over. And he said, you need to be really clear that you have a class mostly of really serious students. They cared about what they were writing. They cared that the answers were clear. They cared and went back over and over their tests, those that did. And there is this this feeling inside of caring. Do you care that much about the life you're living right now? I thought about it when Rick and I hung up. I was like... That's a great litmus test. How much do I care about the life I'm living? 
These are important questions we asked ourselves. There was a question that was going to be on the test that I eliminated from the test, and it was asking people to tell me what a quantum activist was. And I did ask someone that question before the test and got this as an answer, and it's beautiful. An activist is someone who wants to change the world. A spiritual activist is someone who wants to change themselves. A quantum activist is someone who wants to do both. Understanding that the world is ours to work with. And the deep, deep truth of who we are is also ours to invest in. And for me, what I understand is that when I invest in myself and know who I am, my world outside of myself shifts. Ernest Holmes says, we must be very careful of our patterns of thought. We must be very careful of our patterns of thought. The idea of being a quantum activist really works for me because it means that when I know who I am deeply and I invest in knowing this more and more and more and not accepting old versions of myself as having to be, knowing that old versions of myself were great. I loved me here. I loved me here. I loved the the college me. I loved the high school me. I loved the grade school me. I loved the child me. I loved all of me. But who am I right now? Am I just a, a repository for all of that? Or am I at this beautiful activist, this quantum activist moment where I get to say to myself, I see things I want to change in the world. And I see things I want to change in myself. And I'm smart enough to know that if I change myself, my world changes too. That's the self-care. And the affirmation that we used this month was, I care by remembering who I am. That's what this center is all about. Finding more and more and more ways for you to remember who you are. Never let that go. Embrace and accept all of this. And baby, you are right here, ready to take off all over again. Anything you want to do, Lisa. Anything you want to accomplish, David. Any place you want to go, Sherry. It's all possible. Not because of that, but because of this, who you are. So I invite you to join us as we move into our quantum activism, changing ourselves from the inside out so that the world we live in is the exact world we want to live in. Caring enough to change what needs to be changed. That's the order of the day. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the James Mellon Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the show. That way, you'll be sure to receive every new episode. And if you want to reach out and talk to me, you can always find me at my website, jamesmellon.org. Thanks again, and I will see you next time.